everyone. Thank you so much for watching. This is the Goat Movie Podcast. My name is Angel. I am Julius. This is a show where we love talking about movies, television, comics, pop culture, and anything that we're passionate about talking about. On this episode, we're going to be discussing the recent Marvel announcements, our top three most anticipated Marvel movies, the new Marvel trailers, most anticipated Marvel show, and we're going to jump into a Q&A with our very special guest joining us today, Bridie, host of Marvel Mania. She is a Marvel super fan and her reviews are absolutely incredible. I just want to say thank you so much, Bridie, for joining us today. I think your content is completely insightful. You are incredibly consistent. And most importantly, you are so passionate. So thank you so much for joining us today. Marvel Mania, Bridie, how are you feeling? Um. <laughs> Hi guys, thanks for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. And same to you. I love all your content and the pictures. Oh my God, the three hour long pictures. They are my heaven. I literally love them. Um, oh, yeah, I'm you. doing really well today. I'm really excited to get into all of this. Bit nervous, but I love sharing opinions. So I'm really excited to get into it. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. And your comment on the pitches, that's all Julius right there. He is the mastermind behind those. I know he really appreciates uh, how you feel about those. Julius, what do you think about that, man? Just getting someone appreciating all the, that work that you do. What, what does it mean to you when you hear that? It's kind of surreal because while writing it, it, it that's one of the most worrying things. It, like it takes so much time writing stuff like that, that you kind of doubt yourself and then you go through extra ideas different ideas what could have worked here what could have worked there and, and, and but when you hear something like that as Bridie was so nice to uh, Angel sent me a video of uh, your story where you were like you shouted out it and I was like <laughs> I, I was honestly touched because uh, one of the worst things you could do on this platform on YouTube what one one of the biggest part, parts of poison could be self-doubt and worrying like that being like does anyone really care about what i'm doing here you care so that should be enough to get you through writing something recording something entertaining people and i'm so happy to have heard that this person th this person in another country another continent appreciated something that i thought of one day and was like hey uh, what if we recorded this angel? So I really do appreciate that. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's magical, you know? <laughs> and uh, I do think that's really special of you to say, thank you so much. Yeah, that's really awesome, buddy. You are marvelous. And speaking of Marvel things, we are going to talk nothing but Marvel today. Let's get started with the announcements here. Here is a graphic that we're going to share with you all. These are all the announcements right here. We got Shang-Chi and the Jesus. Legend of the Ten Rings, the yes. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Blade, Spider-Man 3, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Eternals, Loki, WandaVision, Marvel's What If, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Captain Marvel 2, Secret Invasion, The Guardians of the Galaxy, The Holiday Special, Black Widow, Ironheart, Fantastic Four, Armor Wars, I Am Groot, Black Panther 2, Moon Knight, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, Oh, it's too much for Mr. Incredible, and last but not least, <laughs> Thor, Love, and oh, Thunder. Man. That is 
absolutely insane. Bridie, I want to start off with you. You heard all these announcements that day. What was your initial reaction to the news of everything announced? I don't know. It's one of them things where I feel like there's just so much going on in your head and you're like, <laughs> you think of one thing and you're like, oh my God, that's so good. And then they announce something else and you're like, what? How are they doing this as well? And <laughs> I'm kind of at the point now where I think there's nothing that I don't think like will not happen, especially after all the Spider-Man announcements and like yeah. bringing back like just everyone. I'm literally there like nothing <laughs> will surprise me anymore. It's it's just crazy. I'm, I'm just baffled. Like, I think, is this really all going to happen? Like, can we actually get all of this? Do we deserve all of this? But apparently we do. <laughs> so well said. Honestly, my excitement is exactly the same how is this happening i'm completely baffled by this all so blessed julius what was your initial reaction to all these announcements from kevin feige well i wasn't watching the the uh video thing like how i didn't watch dc fandom i was being messaged about it being like wait what the f is going on some of those <laughs> announcements that you read off i didn't even know were things for example that i am group I don't know if that's a show or if it's a movie. Uh, the the holiday special of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. I Christmas just ended, but I need it to be next Christmas immediately so I can watch that. Um, I I think that it's just it it reminds me a lot of what the El Capitan announcement day was when they announced yes. all of Phase Three starting with uh, Captain America to Infinity War parts yeah. one and two. And here we are past that. And that just looks like like a kid's meal compared to this, you know? <laughs> like this looks like something completely unique. I think every announcement, it's gonna have its own flavor in this world, in, in this uh, lineup of products, uh, just something for everyone. With Shang-Chi, you get a martial arts film. I Am Groot is obviously going to be geared towards kids. Uh, what else is there? Uh, the holiday specials for people nostalgic of Star Wars when it <laughs> had the, uh, the holiday special. Um, I'm excited for all of it. And they're not even at the X-Men yet. <laughs> they're not even there yet. You know, like they're saving that and way more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like unbelievable. Galactus is coming. Doom is coming. Give it to us all. We're so excited for every single one of those. Julius, I love that you brought up the El Capitan announcements because that day was really special. That really did feel like Comic-Con in itself. I mean, that was the day that they announced Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther in mm -hmm. Civil War. Absolutely mm -hmm. epic. And they brought him out with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. And Chris Evans, yeah. What a, what a beautiful moment for Marvel fans there. What perfect casting. And you're exactly right. This Disney Investor Day, it is so... It was so special because I watched it live and literally as Kevin Feige was announcing things like left and right, I was thinking to myself, how are we getting all this stuff? It's absolutely incredible. I love Marvel. I think the more, the merrier, honestly. I know a lot of people like to complain about what Endgame is three hours. That's way too long. The thing is, if that's way they... too short, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is bro? it. That is yeah. far too short. <laughs> right? Like, I could watch a Marvel movie if it was 24 hours. No joke. I, I, I could watch it, especially because <laughs> the quality matches the quantity of time. Most of the times with Marvel movies, I think. So I absolutely loved all these announcements from Iron Man. Think about it. From Iron Man 
to now all this, which is possibly phase five, it's 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 unheard of, really. It's really unheard of when it comes to the producing side of the inner uh, the industry. I can't believe Kevin Feige was able to pull this all off. I just think that they always prioritize story, which is why this like image itself to me, I don't think of it as like oversaturation of the comic book genre. I always think, yeah, they prioritize the story. So I'm just so excited about all this and I can't wait to talk about our top three most anticipated Marvel movies as of today. Bridie, let's start off with you. What are your top three most anticipated Marvel movies today? Oh, right. So it's a really difficult one and I don't know what order I'd put them in. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just going to go for the top three, but I'm not sure what order they are because it kind of changes a bit. Um, I think Thor, Love and Thunder has to be in there just because you've probably seen from all my stories and my Instagram. I really love Thor. I just, Chris Hemsworth, you know, <laughs> I really, really like him. But it's mainly because of Taika Waititi as well. I just wow. love his humour and... I really, really enjoyed Ragnarok. It's definitely in my top five MCU movies. And to be honest, I actually think it's in my top three. So what, what are the other two? What the other two Thor movies? I, you said wow. top three. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were on about, um, okay. So <laughs> my favorite MCU movie would have to be Infinity War. But I tell mm-hmm. you what. That one gets me so much. It's the scene where Thor comes down into the Honda <laughs> and it's like, whoa, the music kicks in. I was just there like, Of course. That was the scene. So I wish you were there for our theater experience, man. Everyone oh. was frothing at the mouth, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, see, I was kind of frustrated because in my cinema, I would like get up and clap and everybody would just turn around and look at me and I'd be like, Mm, shit audience you shit <laughs> i was like i feel like i'm into this and you guys are just staring at me i was like not a fan not a fan oh that's so no weird way. to hear yeah i think in the uk people are like a little more you know maybe timid and just a bit quiet about it whereas i was like no no i'm going full out like i'm in for this is it the that art so films that get to people me. to freak out that way over there like black and white Four, three by six this aspect ratio that's what's going to get people yeah yes, <laughs> oh that wouldn't surprise me to be fair like i can see that happening yeah that's honestly so crazy to me because here the thing is i feel like when it comes to a movie you have to kind of understand how to read the room right so there are specific movies where you know yeah you you should tone it down a bit but when it comes to event films <laughs> right event film who's gonna watch a Marvel film or Lord of the Rings, right? Or just big blockbuster films that are crafted in a way that where they set you up to cheer, to laugh, to clap, you know, to jump up and down. Who's going to watch those movies, you know, just silently, which there's nothing wrong with, but I'm just thinking to myself, like we don't go to horror movies and not scream, right? We don't watch a comedy and not laugh out loud, right? What's the difference (laughs) between that experience and something like a Marvel movie? Well, no, when you see Thor come down with Rocket and Groot, and taking all the aliens' heads off with Stormbreaker. You know, with Stormbreaker, yeah. you're gonna lose your damn mind. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly what I think. It's like escapism. And like when he comes down, I was like, damn, I wish I was him. That's why I was like getting involved. I was like, that's it, I'm getting out my seat, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so awesome to hear that Taika Waititi, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder is on your radar for most anticipated. What would you say are the other two? 
voted for Shang Chi, to be honest. Nice. Um, of course. Of, because, of course. Yes. From what I've heard about it, it, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a tournament film, and oh. I really like films where it's like, I don't know, like you see the hero building themselves up to like a competition or having to go through loads of different like battles and phases to like mm-hmm. win something. So I thought that'd be really good. And I was like, honestly, it's so 80s and like Rocky like, but I was like, even if we get him doing like a training montage or something, I was like, I would probably like that. I like will, yeah. for the competition. <laughs> yeah, so, I will cry. I will cry. <laughs> like well. I, I really want that to happen so much. And I'm quite like, <laughs> I'm a big fan of all the like hand-to-hand fighting in the Winter Soldier, for example. I really like that type of action where it's not just like guns and big explosions and stuff. And I'm hoping this film's going to have tons and tons of that because he's like, the... from what I've read, he's the best martial artist. I know some people say Iron Fist, but from what I've read, I think Shang-Chi just, you know a bit better a little bit there they're definitely uh whenever they go at each other it's definitely at least a draw because i feel like the the writers don't want to piss either fan base off yes you know (laughs) but that's what makes it even cooler i mean i would i was talking to my friends uh justin who who was a big iron fist fan uh, about shang chi and we're like dude i would love it if at if in this tournament Iron Fist was one of the opponents that Shang-Chi had fought because Whoa. honestly, he needs more respect. I enjoyed the second season of his show more than the first season. And I know he's gotten like a lot of flack because of his show. It's not the best of the Marvel stuff, but yeah. I need to see him in that mask. I need to see his uh, fist on, I was about to say his flame on fist, his fist <laughs> on f- fire. Yeah. That would be so dope, man. I really love what you said about Shang-Chi and how you hope it is like a tournament film, right? I I think that's exactly what it needs to be. I I love when films do that. For example, Bloodsport, right? Or Mm -hmm. Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. Oh, Enter the Dragon, yeah. If Shang-Chi is like that, right, I would absolutely lose my mind. So I really love that you look at it that way. And I think it just makes it more exciting if they do go that direction. And I know they're going to handle it well. What would you say would be your third most anticipated Marvel movie? Oh, all right. This one's so difficult. <laughs> oh, oh there's too many, too much goodness. Ah. Oh. That's a good thing, though. That's a great thing, though. It's not it like is. people, like, we're dealing with a population problem, not with Marvel stuff. <laughs> not with Marvel stuff. Oh, um. oh it's so hard. <laughs> I think... I think I'm going to say The Eternals, actually. Wow. Um, Yeah. And it's because I don't know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. So they're characters that are completely new to me. So I'm really interested to find out about them. But it's also the concept of they've been on Earth the whole time, or I'm guessing they've been on Earth the whole time. So why haven't they been involved? And what have they been doing for all this time? And I've heard that it's going to like, span over loads of decades and I think that'll be really interesting so yeah Yeah. I'm really excited for Eternals because I don't know what to expect and they're such powerful characters that I think this could open up so many possibilities moving forward 
Yeah, I love that. I, oh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of potential to look with that those characters to look at the Marvel universe in a completely different light. That's one yeah. of the, my favorite things about the what the MCU does is how it plays with perspective. Let me give you an example to quote Angel. Um, the beginning of Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming, it opens up right after the Battle of New York. You see uh, Adrian Toomes and his cleanup crew. They're, you know, like they're looking at all this destruction and you completely understand why they do not like Tony Stark. I hope yeah. that the Eternals does a lot more of that. And it would be so cool if you see them looking at the, the, the battle in New York in one way or Sokovia in one way or Thanos in one way, you know, like there's so many, because they've built such a big universe at this point, it would be a detriment not to do something like that. Yes. I think as well, another thing that gets me for the Eternals is the cast, like mm -hmm. the cast <laughs> is just unbeatable. They've literally got everybody. Yeah, like who, who male with this six pack? <laughs> oh my god oh, i thought that was photoshopped up for a second yeah. like, how has he done this how <laughs> yeah. has he done this like he got the, he got that marvel diet kumail is absolutely shredded and i, I don't know who's progress. training these people but can they come to my house <laughs> he's got like exactly. a different face like yeah <laughs> like his face looked different you know like yeah kumail's awesome you're right the cast looks absolutely great i mean richard madden as icarus you know i i I love Richard Madden. I don't know if you saw 1917, but his oh. moment at the his moment at the very end. <laughs> I lived <yeah>. 1917. <laughs> his the moment at the very end. in 1917. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Chef's kiss. But Richard Madden's moment, literally just at the very end, just those two minutes of screen time that he has, so powerful. So powerful. He's perfect for Marvel. Marvel knows how to cast. I love that you mentioned Eternals because I think a lot of people are underestimating, I think, how epic that film will be. I think it will have the yeah. same impact as something like Guardians of the Galaxy. And here's why. Yeah. Chloe Zhao is the director of Eternals, right? And for those of you who have not seen Chloe Zhao's work, she is an independent filmmaker first. And so I saw one of her early films, The Writer. The oh, Writer so is an absolutely impeccable, remarkable, emotional, intimate story that Oh my, it tore me to pieces, especially that one scene where he's helping his friend learn how to ride a horse again. It just was so beautiful. And I know that she's the kind of director that will take this grand scale, but but uh, prioritize just that human story at the very core of it. I'm very excited for Eternals. And I'm really, I really love that you brought that up. Julius, what are your top three most anticipated Marvel movies? Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so I'll start from three to one. Let me just look at the list again. I'm sorry. But number three has got to be, ironically, the Fantastic Four. I, honestly, yeah. uh, I love those characters. As people who follow the channel know, I really love those characters. And um, <laughs> I love that John Watts is directing it. I mean, that just sounds so, uh, like, yes, yes. Hell yeah. I, I love what he's doing with Spider-Man. I know a lot of people... Uh, primarily from our generation, aren't the biggest fan of his take on Spider-Man because it's so dependent on Tony Stark. I do yes. understand that to a certain extent, but and I'm missing that Uncle Ben spirit, but I do think that is going to be overt 
in Spider-Man 3. I really do think that the Uncle Ben tie-in spirit is, it, it has to be, like like what she said, everyone is being brought back. You don't bring back Toby without the line, with great power comes great <laughs> responsibility, you know? You don't, We're gonna hear you it. don't. Yeah, we're gonna hear it. Uh, so, okay, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Fantastic Four in film has been mad disrespected. Like, like, un like ridiculous how, these movies have just really like shit all over, like with thing chunks of rock, uh, like all over the <laughs> reputation of those characters. Cause it's gotten to the point where I've heard other people discuss about it, about the Fantastic Four's entrance in the MCU. And the reason they're excited are for other characters other than the Fantastic Four, characters like Do Dr. Doom, Galactus, Silver Surfer. And I think those characters are great, but you need to get the the heart of these characters like the the team down the family you have to get them down because they are so much more special than what has been represented i mean i i just oh you know like i've been waiting for the definitive fantastic four film i've heard you can't do a movie based on them no you can do guardians of the galaxy there's no re if this was the first movie in the mcu to actually just suck i think i would riot <laughs> one man riot honestly fantastic four they need the they need that treatment so flame on baby flame on flame on come on <laughs> come on to the flame on man uh my second one has to be it, it's a tie between thor love and thunder and shang chi for exactly the same reasons as bridey brought up um chris hemsworth he's so ungodly that homophobes would go gay for him i mean honestly <laughs> uh, and also i just love that style especially after watching jojo rabbit last year i mean it was fantastic it was such a step up above a lot of other work by taika watini the heart was pushed in that film and i just imagine that thor love and thunder is probably going to be like a heartbreaking movie i just i get that feel from it and by the way christian bale is in yes! that film <laughs> christian bale is in that movie so i have to go with that um what get, i want you off the effing set you prick <laughs> like i need that line in thor love and thunder that's why thor got his feelings hurt I and, honestly and, think Taika will reference that audio <laughs> tape. <laughs> It'll be Korg saying some of those lines. Yeah. <laughs> I need that. Uh, also, the idea of Jane Foster coming back as the Lady Thor, I think that's really interesting. And there's a lot of great meat in the comics for that. That could be translated so beautifully in this film, very similarly to what the tragedies were shown in Guardians of the Galaxy. Those films, how those films could get so just, uh, you, you got so connected to those characters when something bad happened, you really did feel heavy. I feel like that's what's gonna happen in that movie. Okay, so my number one film that I'm excited for, it has to be, it's gotta be Spider-Man, whatever it's called. Woo! Home, home this, call it home oh, improvement. Homie. Homies. homies yeah <laughs> spider-man homies that's what i'm excited for uh they're bringing literally everyone back and i don't even think the people they've announced i don't think that's it i'm i'm almost certain that spider-man 3 is going to be like 
in a way the last spider-man film you know what i mean like the the definitive the the period on the sentence like don't even try (laughs) we're done this is it this is you everything you've ever wanted to see in a spider-man movie come to this movie to see (laughs) you know toby coming back andrew coming back i wasn't a fan of andrew's films but he was i thought he was good in the role uh with what he was given i thought he was good enough um daredevil dr strange like this is my movie dude i need yeah. to see this especially with where far from home left off like what the, what yeah, the yeah exactly yeah beautifully beautifully said my friend you guys most anticipated movies what a great selection there this is my top three most anticipated marvel movies as of today i'll start from three two and then one so my third most anticipated marvel movie is without a doubt the Fantastic Four, Marvel's <laughs> first family. I gotta say, when I experienced all of Julius's pitches for the Fantastic Four, my my love for them exponentially increased. I cannot wait to see Reed Richards become the new um, protagonist, main protagonist of the MCU. I think those are definitely the plans from Kevin Feige is to have Reed Richards be basically the new chosen one to save everybody in the galaxy again from possible threats like dr doom or galactus i cannot wait to see that i mean the main theme of the fantastic four is family and i think why endgame was such a beautiful ending note for that first just saga was that it ended on a note of family and i think the fam- the, fa- the fantastic four are a perfect continuation to continue that thematic through line so i can't wait to see that i love those characters and i need to see johnny storm say flame on because i'm going to be absolutely hyped can't wait to see it my second most anticipated marvel movie is dr strange and the multiverse of madness i mean come on this is the definition of marvel mania dr strange and the multiverse of madness just look at that title I mean, what are we going to get? What are we going to get? Are we going to get Nightmare as the villain? Are we going to get Toby coming in? Andrew coming in? Helping out? Are we going to get Marvel zombies? How many different universes are we going to get in this movie? I can't wait to see it. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is such a perfect Doctor Strange. And I really love that movie. It is one of my favorite standalone MCU movies ever. Um, It is just so fantastic. I was so impressed with the visuals. And like I said, the performance from Benedict uh, Cumberbatch was just so... I think powerful and authentic and honestly to bring that character to life i wouldn't even imagine that for the next hundred years but it happened from marvel i I love that movie so much so i can't wait for that one and my number one most anticipated marvel movie is clearly (laughs) spider-man 3. i mean come on toby mcguire andrew garfield tom holland charlie cox daredevil look 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 Just the idea of it on paper is absolute perfection. On paper, this (laughs) screenplay, on paper, for me, is the greatest comic book movie of all time. On paper. I've been waiting to see this forever. Did I ever think it would happen? No. No. I never thought that this would happen. And you're very right, Bridie. At the very end, when you said, we're getting these projects that shouldn't have never happened, you're absolutely right. Because it was impossible. It was impossible. But what did Marvel do? They went out and set out to do the impossible. And giving us 
cinematic moments that we will never forget. That will be Spider-Man 3. And I honestly, just picturing it in my head, it's just so mind-blowing. I can't wait to see all these movies, to be honest. But those are my, my top three, for sure, without a doubt. I didn't even have Spider-Man <laughs> in my three. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, how could you not? Do you change your mind? <laughs> I don't think so, though. Like, I don't know. I am really, really excited for it. Do you have any, like, hesitations, though, that it's going to be overcrowded? Like, from, I don't think it will be, but I also don't think that the other Spider-Men are going to be in a lot of it. I think it's going to be a small cameo or, like, maybe, like, five or ten minutes, and then mm-hmm. they're going to lead into, like, a Spider-Man 4 where it all goes, like, crazy, and it's, like, into the Spider-Verse. I don't know. That's a really good question. Julius, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that as well. Uh, honestly, I could see it. I I look at it as the third film in a trilogy. Obviously, it's part of this big uh, Marvel universe, but I look at it. Okay, what's the logical progression of this story with Peter Parker in these films? Uh, okay, so you had the first one where he was in high school, the second one where he's going across the seas and he, the threats get bigger and bigger. And this is much bigger <laughs> for a third film, but I'm not worried. I'm not as worried because it's the same people who did the first two films, which I loved. And plus, I look at it in the same way that I look at Captain America Civil War, where that film yeah. had the Avengers essentially all it was missing was the Hulk and Thor and the reason it works so well is because at the end of the day it is still Steve's story there is still a good conflict within it and I feel like they're going to do the same thing with Spider-Man I do understand the hesitations because Spider-Man movies in the past three villains in a film have (laughs) deterred certain movies you know what I mean like right yeah and i could like what like six seven other villains along with other spider-men gwen stacy daredevil so i do get why that could be worrying but right now i'm more excited and once i see a trailer i'll have more of a feeling as to why i'm feeling that way or not you know that's that's why i feel that's a great answer i i I also completely agree will it be overcrowded well Based on Marvel's track record, I don't think so. I mean, look what they were able to do every single time they had an ensemble. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, Civil War, Endgame, Infinity War. Look what happened. Every single character was utilized to benefit the story, right? I don't think there was ever a moment where there's just a bunch of characters and they don't serve the story at all. Like, they're kind of just there. Never. That's never been the case, I think, for Marvel. Um, Same thing can be said for Lord of the Rings. Look at all those characters that are being utilized. I think you need filmmakers and writers that know how to utilize these characters, um, you know, a large number amount of characters. And it's happened before, and I think it'll happen again with Spider-Man 3 because we're not getting the same treatment that we got from the original Spider-Man 3 uh, with this Spider-Man 3. I think they'll be able to utilize every character to benefit the story. You don't treat Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man like that. You, you don't treat Andrew Garfield's <laughs> Spider-Man like that in the MCU. You know what I mean? And they're going to know who the main protagonist is. Tom Holland, of course. This is his story. This is his, this is his journey, venturing into different universes if that happens. Now, Spider-Man 3, if they are cameos, we're going to lose our minds. If they're not cameos, we're going to die, right? And you're right. <laughs> it, it might lead into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which 
I do ha- I do hope that happens. Um, and and if that's the case, then actually Spider Man three and Doctor Strange for my most anticipated will switch slots because uh, Doctor Strange and all the Spider Man in different universes, uh, probably possibly versus the Sinister Six. Yes, like if that if you want one way to kill me, that is how you kill me. Like to see that and experience that, like absolutely insane. I'll look I'll look like Spider Man in the game when he's jumped by the Sinister Six. Seriously, by the end of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's move into our thoughts on the individual Marvel trailers. Brady, I want to start off with you. What did you think about the second trailer for WandaVision? I love the way the trailers start out. So, you know, with the three by four, black and white, um, I think that perfectly matches what I'm expecting from this show. Even though, I don't know, the trailers have really got to me because I just, I don't know what's going on. I just, I really don't know what's going on. Actually, I said that as if, like, going into it, I was coming in as if, like, I knew what was going on. And really, I've got no idea what's going on. Um, I loved it. Um, I'm really, really excited. Um, and I think the unknown, like, not knowing what's going to happen, makes me more intrigued to see the show. Um, and Scarlet Witch is a character that I really, really like. Um, I think... Her personality is cool. I think it's more her power set that interests me about the character. Um, So I'm really interested to see that. And then obviously you've got the flashes where her and Vision have the kids. So I'm thinking, oh, mm, don't think them kids are real. So is this going (laughs) to lead into like Avengers disassembled? She's cracking up. I mean, if she's already cracked up and created this universe, then can you imagine if she has kids and then they get taken away? It's just going to be like, Oh, Absolute wow. So, yeah. yeah, I love the trailer. It has just got me baffled, though. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Um, and I think another thing that's really got me is the world that they're in. It kind of looks like almost like it's inside of a force field. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so I'm a bit confused about that. I was kind of thinking it's probably just crazy speculation that maybe the like army or you know like agents who were who were like maintaining this thing whatever they're in I was thinking I wonder if they've put her in there um but then she's starting to crack up when she's in there and now they're like well we can't even get in there I was thinking maybe they think she's a, a risk um after like civil war and everything that's happened so then they've put her inside of this dorm thing to maybe maintain her powers and then she's gone a bit crazy and yeah. now nobody can get in i mean it's probably completely wrong but it's kind no, of that's a wrong. that's a great speculation i love everything you mentioned that. about her powers and how it could kind of foreshadow her next role in the mcu as a threat I, very great points that you bring across julius what are your thoughts on the second trailer for wandavision i thought it was really cool and it was weird and stylistic and it actually led to what we were talking about a bit earlier about the amount of marvel content that was coming out i don't think it's as big a problem if all of it says something different you know if it's all coming from a specific vision you know like one division is obviously a very different take on this world than something like falcon and winter soldier right Mm -hmm. falcon winter soldier looks like something that's more uh, procedural more in the line of the winter soldier film and 
I'm excited for one division because it does look completely different. And I have no idea, like what Brady said, I have no idea what's going on in this. And that's one of the most exciting things, especially since Marvel and superhero films in general have been criticized for being predictable and this and that and this. This is something that's actually, as a series, got me interested in where it's going to be starting to where it's going to be ending, you know, how it's going to be different from the beginning to the very end. And I'm, I'm really excited for, and I love the music that they played in it. I love the, just oh, yeah. the, the black and white motif, the way that it's like a uh, sitcom at certain points. It's really cool. Yeah. Well said, my friend, I love the way that this show looks. I love that it looks ingenious. And what I mean by that is they are really highlighting Scarlet Witch's powers like what Bridie was mentioning. And I love that because what is she able to do? Scarlet Witch is able to warp reality in her own image. And she is somebody who is suffering from a traumatic experience, losing the love of her life, which is vision. And so how is she coping with it? Well, she is just changing reality in her own mind. And I think that'll be very interesting to see in the style that they're doing it in, which I personally love because it looks like classic television. It looks like the Dick Van Dyke show. It looks like I Love Lucy. It looks like even uh, when you see in the trailer, the the new age of sitcoms, very reminiscent of Full House, you know, and Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, the Brady Bunch. Elizabeth Olsen had two twin sisters, the Olsen twins that were on Full House. So I'm sure it's very meta for her. And and I also love the fact that she might be having a blast on set as well. So it looks refreshing. It looks bizarre. It looks crazy. It looks like Marvel. And it looks like a really interesting direction to take this character. I love it. I I really do love it. And I love that they are possibly setting up a new villain, a new villain who won't just show up in this show, but a new villain who could show up in movies. For example, when we see that one shot of the beekeeper in the trailer, when it gets dark, when it's like, who is that? Who has entered this realm? It looks like it could be either, you know, Mephisto. And I'm talking about the the beekeeper character that's like in the shadows and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. It could either be Mephisto or it could be Nightmare since we do know that this show directly connects to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So I love the way that this show looks. It's definitely one of my most anticipated. And I cannot wait to see this on January 15th within two weeks on Disney+. Plus. Let's go. I am so excited (laughs) for this. Let's move on to the next Marvel trailer, Loki. Bridie, what did you think about the first official trailer for the Loki series? Um, after watching the trailers, I think I'm most excited maybe for Loki. Um, originally, I didn't think I would be because I thought, you know, this is a character we've seen quite a lot. He always dies, but he's not really dead. And <laughs> again, you know, he's wormed his way out of it again. Yes. But I think this show looks mental and it looks <laughs> so good. Like him doing... It looks like he's going to be on missions, especially when he's got the short hair and he's on that aeroplane. And then yeah. he says brother and Heimdall. And then he's like, watch out. So I'm a bit like, oh, is he going back to Asgard? Or, you know, and it's it's hard with Loki because you never know, like, is he a villain? Is he an anti-hero? Is he just a hero? So I love seeing that with him. And I love Owen Wilson. He's in it. And just the whole concept of, traveling through time and having people who watch over time and things like that I think that's a really interesting concept and again that can kind of be similar to the multiverse and have like endless possibilities I suppose so I think it's really interesting 
Beautifully said, Bridie. Julius, what were your thoughts on the Loki trailer? This was honestly, I think this was the best trailer that they released. And it was <laughs> up there with the what if trailer for me. But oh. this was this was up there, honestly, in, in that everything that Bridie just said, plus this is an alternate timeline where anything could happen. Any actor character could come in. Uh, I really want to see Loki meet up with different characters that he hadn't before. We all know that uh, around this time, Star-Lord was out there doing his thing. I would love to see him, an episode where he's hunting Loki or something. I, I really want them to play with the world in a way that the Mandalorian does. The Mandalorian uses the Star Wars universe so well. Yes. I would love to see loki use this universe that is so well established at this point in the same way owen wilson what the f like <laughs> so like what yeah like wow what you know like i can't wait to see how owen wilson factors into this there were rumors that he was going to be king from last year i remember or earlier this year whatever he i heard rumors of him be playing king i know they casted king in the ant-man film that's coming out but yes the as, actor from lovecraft country exactly so <laughs> there are obviously different versions of king in comic books so i think that's a really cool idea to set that up already setting up that this is one version of him that that one over there is going to be a different version of him. Who knows? Maybe that'll be leading up. This is planting the seeds to the next Avengers film. Cause I, I assume that the next Avengers film would be secret invasion, but that's its own series. So yeah. who knows what the next one's going to be? I think it's gotta be Kang and just a bunch of Kangs yes. fighting <laughs> just a bunch of different Kangs attacking our favorite hero. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be. And Owen Wilson with a plasma rifle. Let's do it. <laughs> and to put it out there, I must admit, I would love to see a Lady Loki. Just oh my yes. God, yes. Yes, that would be awesome. Like bantering back and forth. And I just think that would be Yes, or, that or be Enchantress. This could be an opportunity to bring oh, in Enchantress finally, right? I would love to see Enchantress. Yeah, I think it would be a really good opportunity. I love everything that you guys said. I completely agree. For me, this trailer was exhilarating. And at first, I didn't know what they were going to do with Loki. But once we saw him travel, you know, with the Tesseract, I knew, okay, they're definitely going to be dealing in an alternate timeline, a tangent universe, much like how Donnie Darko utilizes time travel uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal where they, you know, they dissect tangent universes and what happens. And it's just crazy. And I love that the Marvel Universe is diving into time travel. And I think they're using it in a very intuitive way. Now, with Loki, I love that they are basically setting up Kang. This really is setting up Kang, I thought. I felt it watching this trailer, even though they don't mention him at all. But we already got a foreshadow from him. I mentioned it before, but when Tony Stark says to Cap, you know, when you mess with time, it tends to mess back. That is Kang, the Conqueror himself right there in the flesh. So I can't wait to see it, honestly. Uh, Loki, part of the Time Police? Yes. Yes. Looking like Men in Black? Absolutely. I can't wait to see that. And whoever he runs into, I'm sure it's going to be very exciting. To quote Owen Wilson, every second of this trailer, I was saying, wow. Honestly, <laughs> every second. <laughs> All right, let's so move do you on think, to... Well, I have a question, actually, about the Loki series. I Well, or about the series in general. Do you think that it's going to be specific... Like, in similar fashion to The Mandalorian, it'll be specific directors each episode, or is it just going to be one director the whole thing? 
Bridie, what do you think? Do you think they'll have different directors or do you prefer someone just show running the whole thing? Um, it's a bit of a difficult one because the Netflix series, I know each episode of them were like maybe one or two would be directed by the same person, but then they would switch. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be quite interesting to have a few different directors um, as long as there's a main plot and then seeing how different people would handle that. I think that's quite interesting because in one timeline, he could be a completely different, like, say he's playing a personality in these different timelines to do missions. He might need to act very different and different people might be good for each of the scenarios he has to do. So, you know, I think that'd be good. And it's good to get some diversity in and see what everybody can do with it. So I think a few directors would be quite good. Yeah, well said. I, I completely agree with you. I think what they did with The Mandalorian was awesome. And I love that Jon Favreau, as the main writer, you know, an executive producer, uh, producer with Dave Filoni, was able to gather a team of great directors. Marvel's going to do the same thing. Uh, whether they choose to use one director to do the whole series or whether they choose to do several directors, they're going to knock it out of the park, as they usually do. You know, I, I can't think of a time where they got a director that didn't really fully utilize the story. Yeah, you can mention Thor the Dark World and stuff like that. Iron Man 2, sure. But I still, at, at, it, at the least, I still think those movies are entertaining. I don't think they are unwatchable, like some people will claim. They're entertaining, without a doubt, and I can argue that Snuff films day. are unwatchable. All day. <laughs> yeah, snuff films, unwatchable. Absolutely unwatchable. Don't watch those. <laughs> but, but even the worst Marvel movies, entertaining, without a doubt, for sure. But uh, let's move on to the next series, second to last, Marvel's what if Bridie, what did you think about this trailer oh my god uh, do you know what i think i'm most excited for this one i said loki that's a lie, that's a lie. <laughs> it has to be what if um oh yeah even like the twists so far like i i guessed about the peggy carter becoming cap i'm guessing she's going to be called captain britain but then that's a different character so i'm a bit I think like it's captain carter actually oh is it captain carter i wasn't sure yeah, so they captain can... britain's a man in the comics so i was a bit like i guess that would happen but the whole star lord being t'challa i was like oh my days when, yeah. that, when he took that mask off i was like damn i was not expecting that <laughs> so i really enjoyed that one um and yeah, the cat zombie. And then the end bit with the two Doctor Strangers fight. And I was like, this whole series, it just looks, I don't even know. I can't, there's no words to explain this one. It's just, I'm hyped. I'm so hyped. I think with animation, what a great thing is, it's kind of endless possibilities. And with it being what if as well, it is like, limitless potential and usually they cost a bit less so i'm hoping they can do more seasons because you never know after they've done this infinity saga when the new films start coming out say black widow comes out before all of these episodes have come out they can just make a new one for black the black widow movie like yes they keep doing it with every new movie they should just do another episode of what if in my opinion and just keep building on that world seeing that they're building the mcu universe and um, like with the films and yeah i just think that's oh yeah it just sounds awesome and it looks amazing julius what did you think about marvel's what if trailer i thought it looked really crazy i mean like i said it was one of my favorites because it shows 
the watcher who is a character that i've been waiting to see for a very long time uatu the watcher <laughs> jeffrey yeah. wright he's doing a great job voicing him already um i feel like each episode is going to be its own little short film which is really cool the one i'm really interested in is the the zombie one where it's yes. winter soldier versus marvel zombies which i yes. could very well picture being like this kind of 28 days later type deal since oh, yeah. winter soldier is always put into the uh, stasis and you know put in cryo chambers it'd be cool if he woke up in this world that was infected and he has to survive it like see that's what if you know and i can't i can't wait to see what's going on with that and yeah i i'm really curious about what they're not showing because i'm sure there are going to be episodes depending on the episode count per season there are episodes that I sh i'm sure are more wild just more insane you know uh, I, man it's it's insane yeah like, i what if this? love this concept what if they just keep killing the game which is exactly what they're doing i love this trailer so much i love the concept seriously what if peggy was captain britain you know or captain america what if dr strange was evil or had an evil counterpart what if t'challa was star lord what if the winter soldier woke up during a marvel zombie apocalypse yeah that is exactly everything that i've always wanted this show looks phenomenal and you're right. I, I love what you said, Julius, about Jeffrey Wright being Uatu. What a great voice that is. And thank you so much for shouting out Danny Boyle, one of the finest filmmakers out there. I love 28 Days Later. And if it does go for that vibe, oh man, it's going to be my favorite episode without a doubt because I love Marvel Zombies. You know I love Marvel Zombies. Those yeah. were the first Marvel comics I actually read. So I love Marvel Zombies. I think the animation style looks very captivating, very interesting. And I think this show is going to put respect back on Marvel animation to the likes of Spectacular Spider-Man or Earth's Mightiest Heroes, you know? Wolverine and I, I, the X-Men. Yes, Wolverine and oh, the X-Men. that one. Yeah, that one's <laughs> great. I saw that one, though. Like, I, I know. Like the main X-Men animated series and maybe evolution or evolution, whatever you want to call it. That one was pretty good as well. But Yes, it was. And was a really good one and it was only yeah. one season i was like i know what a bummer it's a shame they need to show up i, I think it would be cool if they showed up in an episode of what if oh yes that would be mind-blowing so i can't wait for marvel's what if seriously we are being spoiled rotten thank you so much marvel and everybody over there moving on to our last trailer that we're going to be talking about the falcon and the Winter Soldier. Bridie, what did you think about this trailer? Um, this one was probably my least favorite of all of them, but I am really excited. I think this one, in comparison to the other ones, they're very, like, not trippy, but they're very out there and almost magical and a bit crazy, like, what's going on? You've got Loki traveling through time. You've got what if that's just, like, loads of different universes and possibilities and then one division nobody knows what's going on in that so you know, <laughs> um but with falcon and the winter soldier i think it's a lot more grounded but i really like they clear up on the fact that um falcon i, I forgot his name there sam wilson doesn't know <laughs> how to take on this responsibility of being captain america and in the trailer it doesn't really look like he 
wears the shield or even a costume that resembles Captain America. So I'm kind of wondering as well with the title being Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he's not calling himself Captain America. Um, so I think throughout this series, we are going to really see Sam battle with that. Um, and then Bucky's going to be there to kind of, you know, banter with them, but also be like, they need somebody like he says in the trailer, they need somebody to look up to. Um, but it's going to be them on the run from the government who uh, who want somebody else to be Captain America. Um, and that's going to push Sam even further away, I think. So I think it'll be really interesting and it's going to be quite emotional, um, especially for Sam and seeing his journey to becoming Captain America, which I think he might do, but only at the end of the series. Wow, well said. I'm, you make me Sorry. more excited for the show. I feel like I just ramble. Like I say the same <laughs> no. stuff over and over. Like, no, no. I, all the points that you bring up, I mean, I think to a general fan, they will really appreciate your insight. I'm telling you. And that's why we we couldn't wait to have you on because I knew you were somebody who, one, knew their stuff and two, loved talking about what they know. So yeah, it, you make me more excited for the show. And I know you make Julius more excited for the show too. Julius, of course, that was you... a Luke moment. If, yeah. if, he gets the, if he gets the shield at the end, that is yeah. a Luke Skywalker moment. Yeah. Like yeah. without you saw Angel's reaction, that will be my reaction at the very end. If he when he gets that shield, or if, or if he and Bucky share the shield at some point, yeah, yeah. Julius, I'm well, assuming you like the trailer. Gets the shield. Uh, I, I'll take that shield. I don't mind. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> that shield's not well. That's actually something that I think is going to be very prevalent in the show. Uh, the property of the Captain America. Uh, persona because obviously you have the u.s agent character in this who's going to be played by kurt russell's son uh yes. what, what's, his, what's his name what's wyatt russell wyatt russell uh, yeah. who's wyatt. phenomenal he's phenomenal yeah. in overlord and he was great in episode black mirror yep and i think he's a, a great choice and the idea of which i think is very much like what the boys does with their characters is how when it comes down to it these uh, superheroes, they're owned by someone, you know, at least the personalities are owned by someone. And I hope that the shows get, or this show, this show, I hope gets into that idea because obviously, you know, at the end of Endgame, Steve passes the shield on to directly to Sam. Like you know, yeah. you couldn't think, oh, well, maybe it'll be this guy or this. No, he's like, no, my choice is Sam Wilson as the yeah. next Captain America. But the idea of the government, the US government, the military coming in and saying, well, that's actually ours. <laughs> we yeah. developed that shield. We developed that costume. We funded that program. It's ours. We get to choose who it is. And if I, I'm sure there's probably going to be a racist connotation to it. It's like, oh, yeah. there's going to be PR uh, attached to it. The public is not ready for a black Captain America. Yes. You know? So I feel like that's going to definitely be involved. And plus, if they involve other characters who are involved, like uh, 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 Elijah Bradley and his grandfather or his great grandfather, Isaiah Bradley, uh, you can get into the whole idea of like, well, was Steve the first one to be tested on yeah. with the super serum? And that just gets more into the gritty uh, realism of the world and some conspiracy elements of the world. And plus Zemo's back up in this show. There's just Woo! so much to get excited Daniel about this Brill. show. <laughs> Daniel Brule, baby. Daniel Brule. Everybody, you guys need to watch Rush and you need to watch Inglorious Bastards, please. 
<laughs> that's it. That's all you have to watch. Uh, not Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, nah, but I'm really excited for that show because of those reasons. And I'm very curious about how the Accords will be wrapped up into it because that's something that hasn't been addressed really. Uh, are the Accords still in effect? Do people still need to be registered? How will they proceed? Um, especially if like what Brady's saying is these heroes will be on the run. I think that's going to be really interesting and how the winter soldiers looked on in the public. Like there's just so much like Russo level of yeah. world building in this show that needs to be taken care of. Yeah. I love everything that you guys just said. <laughs> I seriously, I mean, Bridie, when you mentioned what's going to happen with the shield and the legacy of Captain America, I think that's going to be a very important aspect of this show. We mm -hmm. saw Captain America give his shield to Sam, right? But that's not enough. What Sam needs to learn is that he needs to feel like he's earned that shield. He yeah. needs to feel like he is Captain America. And he will learn that by the end of the show. I think that's why we're getting the series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we'll see his evolution as his character turn into Captain America. A black Captain America. Julius, I love what you said about maybe there's going to be a possible you know, uh, through line of racism. I think you're absolutely right. And I think the show needs to reflect the times in that way. And I think that's why it will be impactful because we're going to get Ross be like, no, you know, or whoever it is, we know the Captain America brand and you're not it. Sorry, kid. White Russell, Kurt Russell's son, US agent is Captain America. And we're going to have Sam be like, no, God damn it. I am, I am Captain America. So I can't wait to see that. <laughs> This trailer is the reason why I'm Team Cap. It reminds me yeah. why I am Team Captain America. I think it looks outstanding, honestly. And I really do think this show, out of all the series trailers that we saw, this show is a, a big indicator for the next step of evolution in television. Especially when I'm talking about the last sequence of this trailer, which oh, we see, you know, Falcon fly around through the cliffs, turning into a ball to evade the cliffs falling down on him. When I'm watching it on my TV, I'm like, this, this could pass for a movie in a yeah. movie theater. You know what I mean? So I love to see that, to see the evolution of television, which I think will be budget and also bigger than life stories. I, I can't wait for this. It is so exciting to me. Let's move on to our most anticipated Marvel show. Out of these four, we have to pick one. Bridie, what is your most anticipated Marvel show? Okay. So it's not as hard because originally I thought you were going to make me choose out of all of the ones that are coming in. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought that also. Like all my days. Um, okay. Out of these four... I think it might have to be, oh, I think one division. I think, yeah, I'm going to go nice. one division. Um, but it's kind of what I'm hoping as well. So I really hope that at the very end of one division, we get Dr. Stranger PR and oh. he, he comes into this dorm and he's like, what's going on? And then either they have a battle or he does something to her. And then it kind of like it's an explosion or something happens and it leads directly into multiverse, like Doctor Strange's second film. And it's just them going to different multiverses kind of thing. <laughs> yes. You just go, yes. what, what is this? That's <laughs> what <laughs> um, and it's got nine episodes, which 
really <laughs> intrigues me, especially if the only the other series only have six episodes. I'm like, they are very, very confident and have a lot of story to tell with One Division. And the fact that they had a live audience for one of the episodes, I'm just like, this is it. This is it for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. so exciting. Julius, what is your number one most anticipated Marvel show? Well, I'm really excited for WandaVision because it's in 10 days, but <laughs> the excitement for Falcon and Winter Soldier, I don't know. There's uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier is probably my favorite of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just so fantastic. And yeah. this trailer gave me those vibes. And I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really curious about how Zemo is going to be put into it. Just everything going on with these characters, I'm really looking forward to. And you're right. It does push television in a different way in, the, in similar fashion to The Mandalorian. And I'm catching up on the Marvel TV shows that have come out before, um, uh, you know, uh, what's going on with Disney+. Plus just so I can see a transition, you know, be, be, before um, WandaVision comes out because they are different types of shows, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah. There's different budgets to them. There's different cast uh, castings to them. Here we are with like the A-list team and I'm very curious how it's going to reflect just how television is going to be treated. And if they do continue, like if the, I'm sure they're going to be successes, but if they continue to announce more shows, I would love it if they did bring back some of those old characters like Iron Fist and the Punisher and, you know, Daredevil and Luke Cage. Like, I feel like they really need their shot to reach those heights that they weren't able to in their previous shows, you know? Uh, so I'm really looking forward to the Winter Soldier or the, the Falcon and Winter Soldier for sure. Perfectly said. For me, it's a toss-up between WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And here's why. WandaVision, I, I just can't wait to see the range in her power, to see how powerful she can become as a character. Because we've heard Kevin Feige say this over and over again. Wanda is the most powerful Marvel character that we are utilizing. So I can't wait to see that come into play in the show. And also the fact that it directly ties into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And that movie directly ties into Spider-Man 3. That's what I'm waiting for. I can't wait to see how they all tie together and what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be absolutely insane. And the reason why Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me is also my most anticipated is honestly because I want to see how the legacy of Captain America is dealt with. I think what, what Chris Evan was able to do with that character is the same level of impact as someone as Christopher Reeve as Superman to me. I love what he's done with Captain America. And honestly, I can't wait to see how they handle, you know, what it means to be a good person during times of such severe political division. I can't wait to see their take on that. And I think they're going to nail it. Absolutely out of the park so there you have it those are all our most anticipated for our movies our television shows our thoughts on the trailers themselves now let's conclude this episode with our q a from questions that you all sent in to us for bridie thank you all so much for those of you who sent these in i think uh this is going to be a lot of fun and i can't wait to hear bridie's answers on these so let's get started with our first one this one comes from twitter at bcm underscore reviews he writes could you see Tom Hanks play Professor X? Bridie, what do you think? 
Okay. Um, so I know Tom Hanks is quite a, well, he's very well known and a lot of people are big fan of him. Oh, yeah. Um, I like his work, but I'm not a huge Tom Hanks fan. I don't know what it is. There's just something about him <laughs> that I'm not a massive fan of. We're, we're um, at war now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our countries are at war now. And I think even if I did like him more, just for the role of Professor X, it doesn't really fit for me. I mean, most of the roles I've seen him in, so Forrest Gump, that's kind of like completely out there. Um, also like what, Green Mile, he's in Green Mile. Um, Greyhound, he was great. He's great in everything he performs in. But yes. I just feel like everything I see him in as well, like Saving Private Ryan, he's always like an army man um, and always seems to be a guy who's very, you know, physically capable and thinks strategically. And I think Professor X is that, but I also think his his intelligence is a different type of intelligence. Um, and Tom Hanks, for me, just doesn't fit that kind of intelligence. And I just, yeah, I just can't see him going around in a wheelchair leading the X-Men. I just, I can't see Tom Hanks doing that. Bridie, you just started Civil War II between me and you. How oh. dare you slander Tom Hanks's name in my presence? <laughs> oh God, not Tom Hanks. Oh, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. Oh. <laughs> Julius, we much prefer think? Tim Allen. <laughs> Julius, what do you think? Could you see Tom Hanks play Professor X in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, it's definitely an odd choice uh, because most of what the the way you picture i think charles xavier is like this englishman born in uh the the uk probably or or at least uh yeah, new like england or something yeah yeah yes exactly like um and, and that works you think about him playing picard for so long and then he <laughs> plays xavier and i'm like yeah that works pretty well uh ex tom hanks is ex um Professor X, I wouldn't be against seeing it. <laughs> I I think it would be interesting to look at. Um, I think he has an interesting <laughs> presence that would be different. Honestly, yeah. it it's not it it it's very similar to a, a, a casting to something like Chris Pratt as Star Lord. Nice. I don't think anyone would picture that, especially considering what he was doing like physically on Parks right. and Rec. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is obviously a stretch. I think. But I think he's a great actor as well. And he's got also a pretty, pretty underrated voice. Like his voice is pretty, can be pretty soothing. And I could imagine him like busting through people's minds uh, telepathically. And that, that Woody voice comes in and he starts yelling. You know, <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Um, but he's not my first choice. My first choice is someone of the, of the acting prowess of something like Giancarlo Esposito, Ray Fiennes, uh, who's that actor from Gladiator? Uh, Russell Crowe, I think would be Ooh. a really interesting one as Professor X. Um, but if Tom Hanks was casted, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't turn on the Sentinels, you know? But uh, I would just be <laughs> like, all right, uh, let's let's see. What I'm curious now who's going to be Magneto to Tom Hanks as Xavier. <laughs> who's going to do that? Tim Allen will be Magneto. <laughs> Tim Allen. Yeah, he's going, that, I, I would pay everything to see that. <laughs> I would honestly pay. I would do anything I could to see that. Yeah. If Magneto comes in. Uh, the X-Men, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
BCM, thank you so much for the question. Could you see Tom Hanks play Professor X? Personally, for me, I kind of agree. He's not my first choice to play Professor X. I love Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, I think, is one of the finest American actors ever, ever to walk Earth. I mean, I, I love him in everything, you know, from Forrest Gump to Saving Private Ryan to Toy Story. I mean, I think it would be great to see him yelling at the X-Men, you are a mutant. I think it'd just be absolutely hilarious. I mean, but just just to picture him bald, I don't know. I feel like he'd be more of like a, a Mr. Clean. You know, I think he would he would be better as Mr. Clean than, than uh, Professor X. But the thing is, if it does happen, if it does happen, if they cast Tom Hanks in the Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe as Professor X, I think he'll make it work because I think he's a great director. And I trust the casting department of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have not miscast one person at all. I think if, if there are any flaws when it comes to the characters, it comes to the writing not the casting, you know, because I think everybody that they've gotten from Robert Redford to Kurt Russell to Kate Blanchett, you know, these Michael legends, Douglas, what the Michael Douglas, like these absolute legends, they know how to play the characters and they serve the story always. What I would love to see, and I think this is why this is such a great question. I would love to actually see Tom Hanks play a villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know? That'd be pretty wild. Tom Hanks is always playing the good guy. Could you imagine if Tom Hanks was playing Dr. Octopus? You know what I mean? Or, you know, Norman <laughs> Osborn even, you know, just a villain. I think it would be fantastic to see him. So if they utilize him, that would be awesome. Well, Let's if, move not, if not Tom Hanks as uh, Xavier, who do you want to see him play? Who do I want to see professor as Professor X? Yeah, who do you guys want to see him play, if anyone? Uh, off the top of my head, I think I had somebody. I just don't. I probably don't remember. Probably uh, if oh, if they get him back, if they if they can't. Oh, Gary Oldman. I would love to see Gary Oldman as Professor X. I think that. No, be no, no. I, I, <laughs> Wait, would you want to see Tom Hanks to... to play? If anyone. Oh, a character we want Tom Hanks to play. Yeah. Okay. You can oh, say, say Woody if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a difficult one. If, if not Xavier, who could Tom Hanks play? Because Tom Hanks is such a specific actor. Like, it's hard to picture him as, as anything, honestly, in yeah. Marvel or DC. Yeah. Well, he could have been, he could have been, you know, Robert Redford's role. Like, I could see him in that wow, kind that of role, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm thinking something similar, like some kind of high government person. Yeah. Or like army official, something along them lines. I could really, yeah. No, let let him play MODOK. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, Modoc would be hilarious. All right, let's move on to our next submitted question. This comes from at Radden V1. He writes, will Spider-Man 3 be better than Spider-Man 3? Bridie, what do you think? <laughs> um, a lot of people don't actually like Spider-Man 3, but I must admit, I'm quite a big fan of it. Woo, so are we. We love it too. That's great to hear. That's good. Sandman, I love Sandman in that film. Yes. I think his story is really good, especially with his daughter and everything. I didn't like the whole, he killed Uncle Ben. I wasn't a massive fan of that, but I thought his story overall was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spider-Man 3, how can it not be better than <laughs> Spider-Man 3? I mean, I think this Spider-Man's going to be better than loads of films, even loads of the MCU Phase four films, it's going to be one of the best. I think, even if the story wasn't there, just seeing all these people on screen together, how can it not? Yeah, how can it not be? It's just, 
yeah, I think it's definitely going to be better than Spider-Man 3. And even though it's got a lot of villains and a lot of characters, I trust Feige and John Watts and everybody that they've got involved and I know they'll do a really good job with it. Like perfectly said. They got Andrew Garfield to come back, all right? Like, <laughs> that that is unbelievable. Especially when yeah. you hear about some of the stuff that that dude had come gone through yeah. uh, uh, with his treatment. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's in remarkable. Um, yeah. It's going to be better than Spider-Man three. Bro. Like, <laughs> I completely agree. I don't think there's any way for it not to be. It's giving us everything we want. And I feel like the characters are going to be better utilized in this film than in Spider-Man three. Unfortunately, that was a film that fell uh, under a, a studio that pushed more characters into it. Now, I don't think that's the case with this. I hope it's not the case with this upcoming film. I hope that these characters are being brought for purpose. And the movies before have given me reason to believe that. My favorite Spider-Man movie is Into the Spider-Verse. And yes! I, th- <laughs> I think that this may surpass it because it is live action. You know, I think it might very well surpass it because they're bringing they're bringing back everyone. And if they do do this thing where it's a big like end game of Spider-Man and they bring in those characters from Spider-Verse and they bring in these ones from the live action. I I'm down with that. Like there's no reason to not be excited for this film and Spider-Man, whatever it's called. Yes, I I am willing to bet that it is going to be better than what we got in uh 2007 honestly just come on god awesome y'all awesome look i love spider-man 3 undeniably i love spider-man 3 i love the main theme of forgiveness i love sam raimi's direction was venom force in the film yes did i think that sam raimi did the best possible job that he could even though he didn't believe on this forced upon character in his script yes i love sandman and really the emotional moments for me of spider-man 3 hit me hard, really hard. So I really love that movie, honestly. Are there better comic book movies than Spider-Man 3? Of course, obviously. Do I think Spider-Man 3 will be better than Spider-Man 3? Without a (laughs) doubt, without a doubt. There are three reasons why. Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. And honestly, if we for sure get Charlie Cox, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch in there, yeah, look, this is going to be my favorite comic book movie of all time already on paper. So I definitely think it will be better. I think the story will be greater. I think the the emotional impact of seeing previous Spider-Man coming in to save the day as well, it'll be too much. It'll be way too much. So yeah, I definitely think it will be better. Sam Raimi coming back to direct, believing in the script with Kevin Feige producing. Yeah, yeah, it's going to for sure be better as much as I love Spider-Man 3 without a doubt. I can't wait to see all that. Uh, moving on to our movie theater. Oh, I'm sorry, Angel. I'm no, sorry. it's all good. Yeah. No, it's well, all good. I was just going to say it's going to be the movie theater experience yeah. <laughs> once theaters come back. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's going to be the one. And the thing is, look, we've had such a crazy break from cinemas. But mm-hmm. when it comes back and when the Marvel Cinematic Universe and you know great DC films come in to save the day and save the box office, those events are going to be even greater than Endgame, which... I, I didn't even think could be top, you know, because we lost our voices with Endgame. <laughs> Imagine what's going to happen with Spider-Man 3, with three Spider-Men. Oh, no, it's, it's going to 
No, dude. I will die. I will literally die. I, it's going to be crazy. Moving on to our last submitted user question. This comes from at it renegade. He writes, how long are the episodes of WandaVision? Now, we don't know exactly how long they're going to be, but Bridie, how long do you want them to be? What do you think would be a good runtime for these episodes? Um, I don't think, I think an hour would be too long. Um, but half an hour might be too short. So maybe like, maybe not even 45 minutes. Probably, do you know what? If it was something like 37 minutes, that wouldn't surprise me because it's such a random number that it will match with the show. <laughs> so if it's like a really random number, like 37 or... 42, something like that. I feel like that would be really good and it will actually match the show. So yeah, I'm going to go for like 37, you know? Awesome. Julius, what do you think? How long do you think the episode should be? Nine episodes each. Nine episodes each. I think that it will start off actually pretty short each episode. Mm. I think to uh, the reason why I do think they're going to start off short is because I think they're going to begin the series in that uh uh, sitcom black and white uh, style of storytelling and those are generally 22 up 22 minutes uh, and then you know the, the 30 come from the commercials so I think that it could be a 22 minute episode at the beginning and then it transitions slowly longer longer and longer as yeah. reality starts you know coming to Wanda's head as as the show starts to change I could definitely see the show's uh, runtime per episode extend or shorten even depending on what the story is uh but i think that would be really interesting dude that is such a wonderful point honestly because i think they're going we're going to see the transition of, of television right and the different yeah. styles so it'll be kind of awesome to for the first episode to be like 22 minutes you're probably going to get a bunch of complaints from people like why is it what so short yeah exactly so it'll be 22 Anymore? minutes <laughs> and then mid mid you know, mid season, it could be like Breaking Bad uh, runtime where it's like 40 to 45 minutes. And then at the very end, like the season finale, like the last three episodes, it could be HBO uh, runtime level where it's like an hour to an hour, you know, 10. It could be like that. I think that could, that could be very interesting for me. Ideally, 10 hours each. I don't care. I, I want 10 hours <laughs> each for nine episodes. I would watch it. I'm, I'm turning on the television and I'm just stuck there. I'm stuck. I know that's that how I felt during Mandalorian this last season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of these yeah. episodes are short as hell, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I think, um, I think, I think we will get, I think, best case scenario. 40 to an hour each episode best case scenario 40 to an hour and we get like a good six hour to seven hour um wandavision movie pretty much i think that would be ideal that would be really cool all right moving on to our personal questions from us julius mm -hmm. and i to bridie this is what we're going to end the show with um thank you so much for joining us today julius start off with your questions for bridie okay well i only have two uh, my first one, because when I went to your channel and I saw your videos, one that I saw specifically that actually affected me yesterday, I went, I watched the Who is Damon Hellstrom video where you were talking about Damon Hellstrom because the show is coming out. My first yeah. question is, did you watch the show? And if so, did you like it? Um, yeah, I did watch the show. It was very weird. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, I watched it all yesterday, actually. Oh, so horror isn't really my thing. It's not really horror, but it, well, actually, yeah, it's Yeah, it's, a, it's probably horror. Yeah, that's not really my type of genre. I don't usually watch stuff like that. Like, I watch about three 
or at least two films every day because I'm really into films and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so horror is something I've never really enjoyed. But with this show, I feel like the more and more I watched it, the more I got into it. Um, and I think the casting was really good. And that's kind of what helped make the show. Mm-hmm. I do think some of the concepts were like, if you're into horror, they made a lot of sense. For me, I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like when she got, well, actually, I don't want to spoil anything in case anyone hasn't seen it. So I best not say it. But some of the things I was like, it's really weird. Um, but overall, <laughs> I did really enjoy it. Um, I'm not sure where it would rank in like all the Marvel TV shows that I've seen because I really enjoy a lot of them. And I think Legion like legion's really weird but that's Mm -hmm. my favorite show of all time because the cinematography in it is beautiful and it's just a great show and but this is a different kind of weird but overall yeah i think i i did really enjoy it like i will definitely watch it again i think oh good and especially considering that it is probably the most separated of any of the marvel shows like i don't even think they reference anything uh in the mcu actually thinking of it I mean it was a while ago when I watched it because I watched it the day it came out so back in October mm-hmm. um but yeah thinking of it like I know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people always used to say Jeff Love used to always be like oh it's all connected and realistically <laughs> it wasn't because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. used to reference the movies but the movies never reference Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. but they did reference the movie whereas Hellstrom like you're saying I don't think it does have any ties whatsoever to universe maybe just like you see the rocks on gas station and that's like the yeah. like the the most you see yeah yeah <laughs> um my second question is because i watched also your fantastic four fan casting video and i thought it was really good and there were a lot of great cho- unexpected choices that you never hear uh and one thing you did in that video was you separated your older cast and your younger cast and I'm curious, why? what do you think an older version of the team could add to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that a younger cast really couldn't? Because we saw what happened with Van Orstick, where they were like teenagers. What do you think an older cast would do? Um, oh, it's a bit of a difficult one. I think if you bring in an older cast, it would be interesting to see how as a family they've already they've already grown as a family um and i would love to see them be introduced i know it's not because they've got their own movie but if they were introduced in quantum how would you pronounce it quantumania <laughs> yeah quantumania yeah if they had been living in the quantum realm for all this time they'd been stuck there um like lived in a civilization there i think that would be really good um, and yeah, just in the older family, they would be more established and they would have a certain kind of dynamic and the possibility of getting their kids in as well. Reed and Sue's children, I think. Yeah. Very interesting. Even though in your pictures, you have Ben and Sue together. So I know. And I know. got my ass kicked a lot over that. <laughs> no, but... I thought it was really interesting, though. I think it's just the way you pitched it. I think you made it good. Oh, thank you. No there one else right can there. do it right from except except for this guy. There it is right there. Yeah. It only, <laughs> it only takes it only takes a really uh thought-provoking kind of writer to be able to 
establish something like that. And, you know, that's a great testament to Julius's writing. So thanks, Brady. That, that, that's really uh, get awesome. Out of here. <laughs> okay, Brady, my question to you. Are you excited for Jared Leto's Morbius? Yes, I'm actually really, really excited about this. Um, so I was saying before about Hellstrong, horror isn't really my kind of thing, but I think introducing Morbius and now looking at how Sony is negotiating with Disney and Marvel, Morbius, Blade. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I feel like something's gonna happen. I feel like something has to happen, right. or even a Midnight Suns, something along them lines. Because with Michael Morbius, I don't think he's he's inherently bad. He's he's not really an evil person. He's just, you know, he's got cravings and hunger. <laughs> like we things. all do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, I think he's going to be a very interesting character to see um, because I think he is going to be quite, not an emotional character, but I think as an audience, we will be emotionally invested in his character. Um, so I do think he's going to be a really interesting character to see. And I think Jed Leto or Jared, Jared, it's Jed. I think it's Jed, isn't it? I never Jared. Know I like Jared too. Yeah. Jared, Jared, Jared <laughs> no, one of them. Um, I think he he perfectly fits the role as well. Physically, yes. the way he looks, I think he looks like a perfect fit for the Morbius character because he's quite slim. He looks like, not scrawny, because he's got a bit more muscle on him now, but he still looks quite like skinny and he could definitely be like a scientist. And, you know, I just really see him playing that role quite well so i am yeah. really excited totally michael morbius i love what you mentioned he isn't a complete villain he is i see him as a tragic character you're yeah. right you know like most like vampire characters that are portrayed like that and the way mm -hmm. that i think that morbius will be portrayed is not necessarily a full-blown villain i think somebody who is just suffering from this tragic side effect of va vampirism so I can't wait to see it as well. I think a lot of people are sleeping on that movie. I thought that trailer was awesome. Julius, what did you think about the trailer? Are you excited for the movie? I don't really remember too much of the trailer. I think it's been a year since it came out. They put point. Beethoven in that. Remember that? They put Beethoven in that trailer. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, the, the one thing that I'm really excited about is how it does tie into Spider-Man. Um, I do remember liking the trailer and I being probably the most excited because of uh, Michael Keaton's uh, appearance, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was crazy. I was, I was like, Oh wait, that's him. That but, uh, one's everywhere. He's back yeah. again, isn't he? <laughs> that's why I was definitely the most excited. And um, yeah, I, the movie itself, I don't know how it's going to pan out. Um, it looks better than what Venom was offering, <laughs> you know, because Venom, I think, was it, it was OK. You know, uh, you know, it was what it was. Uh, I'm more interested in how that character does tie into the greater world of Spider-Man, if he does, when he does. And it's the same thing for this. I feel like I'm going to have those same sentiments from a lot of these movies about Spider-Man villains without Spider-Man in them. I'm like, mm -hmm. OK, all right, let's 
let's let's do this let's you know um and that's not me trying to be hating on it at all i'm just really waiting for something to pop from it you know something to really grab me other than uh you know vulture saying yeah we got an extra seat right next to papa you know <laughs> um so I'm, I'm looking for i mean and it was also it was batman meeting the joker so that was pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, so crazy. They, those two are destined to be together. I honestly, I did love the trailer. I thought it was an exciting trailer, very entertaining. I love Jared Leto as an actor. I think he's great, whether you're watching Dallas Buyers Club or Requiem for a Dream. I think he is a remarkable talent. So if he's given the right material, I really think he can showcase his Academy Award winning you know, skill because that's what he is. He is such a great actor. I can't wait to see how this character plays in the larger story of the MCU. If it is indeed connected to everything like Doctor Strange, WandaVision, Spider-Man 3. The most, I think, exciting part of this trailer was seeing Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in the background. That, to me, was the biggest like highlight of this trailer. The fact that they were acknowledging Tobey Maguire's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. That, to me, is a big deal you know, a really big deal. And it just gives me a bigger indication that Spider-Verse live action is potentially happening without a doubt. So I really did love this trailer. I love the use of Beethoven music. You know, I love the moment when he's adapting to his powers and he catches like that, uh, that red ball in the trailer. I thought that was really cool. And also the involvement of Jared Harris in this movie, who I think is a great actor. He's from, you know, uh, the Chernobyl series. He's also from Mr. Deeds. He's hilarious in that. So I I can't wait to see these uh, actors play into this. And like you said, Michael Keaton in this, come on, I can't get enough of that. Him as the vulture setting up the Sinister Six. What's not to be excited, I think, for this movie. If we are the only ones excited for it, then we're the only ones excited for it. But I'm definitely there. If theaters are open, I'm there opening night to support a Marvel movie, even if it's not connected to the MCU, because it just, it looks good. It looks good, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, that concludes this episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in and watching as we discuss everything Marvel from the announcements to the trailers, to our most anticipated stuff, to our user submitted question and to our questions for Bridie. Bridie, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for making our show greater um it really is been uh, a pleasure talking with you especially when it comes to marvel itself where can the people find you um so i do have a youtube channel called marvel mania but i must admit i'm not really using it that much at the moment so the best place to find me would probably just be on my instagram which is marvel mania 1939 and and i try and post on there daily just short videos, you know, photos, everything for people to get involved in. So that's mainly where I am at the moment. Awesome. And look, believe, take it from me, guys. For those of you who are watching, check out her content. I, I guarantee that is the place to be if you are a Marvel fan. Not only will you have a shared passion for it, but your level of excitement for each project that comes out, past and new, it will elevate to a completely whole new level. So make sure to check out her channel for sure. Julius, where can the people find you, you writing wizard? Yeah, you can find me right here. Just right here. Just I'm I I'm just <laughs> chilling on this YouTube channel. And that's mainly where my passions are right now. 
Awesome, man. Love to hear it. And I'm here, you know, with you, what a pleasure it is to be able to do this and, you know, connect with someone from, like you said, you know, across the seas during these times, what a great way to start off the new year. Thank you again, Bridie, from the bottom of my heart. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Goat Movie Pod. Also, you can find us on YouTube, the Goat Movie Podcast. All our social media is linked uh, with one another. So be sure to follow all those channels. You can also follow me on my personal account at Blu-ray Angel, and I'll be sure to follow you guys back as well. If you want to be a subscriber, please feel free to subscribe to our channel. We have over 5,500 subscribers and can't wait to have more of you on board because you make this community the greatest of all time. My name is Angel. I'm Julius. And that there is Bridie Marvel Mania. Thank you so much again for joining us today. Thank you for having me again. The GOAT Podcast is proof you don't have to look any further for movie news, reviews, trailer reactions, or special discussions. Subscribe, get notified about what's going on, and I promise you'll be entertained by our daily content on YouTube. If you want more, we're on Twitter at GOAT Film Podcast, Instagram The GOAT Podcast, and The GOAT Movie Group on Facebook. Get connected with us, see what's happening, and make sure to love it while you're doing so.